Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap, Fightful.com. Here with a name you know. We spoke to him back in May, but my God, things have changed an awful lot since then. We've got Steve Macklin, who's going to be competing at Impact Hard to Kill January 8th. A a long-awaited match at that against Trey Miguel. Steve Macklin, how you doing? I'm doing great. Yes, very long-awaited singles match. I'm excited. It's... It's a follow-up of a feud that has gone on effectively since July. And your life has categorically changed since the last time we spoke. And this feud is a big reason why. So how, how are you feeling professionally right now as compared to that period in which we spoke? What, well, we were talking before that we went on air here. Just what a difference six months makes. And I'm looking forward to the new year of 2022. I know with COVID and everything around the world and how everybody's affected, but God, it's been awesome. Me personally, I'm in the best mindset I've been in, in the world of professional wrestling and just the world of professional wrestling with AEW, WWE, Impact, ROH, kind of taking a hiatus, but we don't know what's going on there. Uh, MLW, New Japan, New Japan Strong. There's so many different outlets now for everybody to work and everybody's talking. And I do not envy being a wrestling fan. Do not whatsoever. I could, I don't know how people can watch certain things. I know everybody kind of picks in what they want to choose, but I do not envy that at all. Cause I couldn't, I could today's day and age. I couldn't be a wrestling fan. It's just insane. The amount of wrestling that is out there. Well, I know one thing you're there tuning into NXT 2.0 every single week, watching no. bated breath, uh, excited. <laughs> listen, I'm very happy for what's going on there for what the vision is there. I know we've had this conversation. I have this conversation with a lot of people, even that were in NXT during 2014 when I got there and it's the conversation that we kind of have. It's like, that's what it was envisioned is supposed to be of all these athletes. And it's a, it's a product that gets pushed to the main roster, gets you ready. And then it just changed to where it was own vision. And there was that influx of indie talent. And it was just got so hot and it was a bubble that needed to burst and it worked. Then obviously after a while it didn't work. And it's just something that's different and uh, it's something you want to tune into. Go ahead. If you're not a fan of it, you can flip the channel to the other show, which is on Wednesday nights or uh, Tuesday nights. I'm sorry. I, I look at New Japan strong. And when I see that, I'm like, that seems more like the vision that that was put forth of, of an NXT. You have a lot of the young guys there. Then you have occasionally like these really, really established foreign stars come in and all that. But it's changed, and you witnessed a lot of that change, and now it's like just completely off the wall, different than what anybody had ever thought it would be. Yeah, 
and you're seeing a different it's just going to a different demographic and they're trying to find their way of entertainment and a business and that's what wwe is, is an entertainment company i think people need to realize that they're not pro wrestling first they're entertainment first pro wrestling comes after and if that's what you're entertained by and you what you want to watch go ahead watch it that's that's what you want to watch but what people should be watching is impact wrestling Specifically Hard to Kill, January 8th. Yes, A huge match. So, man, I've got so much Impact stuff to talk to you about because I haven't talked to you on camera since you've been there, and there's been an awful lot packed into there. I mean, we're we're talking about you going from a place where you were off TV for months and months and months to Impact where, as best I know, you have not been pinned in Impact Wrestling. And to me— Or submitted. Or submitted— uh, and to me, that's very specific, especially the finish of, um, I believe it was the Trey Miguel Laredo kid match where he didn't get his shoulders up. You got yours up on that double pin. I mean, it, it's very clear this company has a lot of confidence in you. How, how does that make you feel considering the roller coaster you had been on? It's a great feeling just because Impact has uh, embraced me and I've embraced Impact and the creative freedom I do have and also still working along the guidelines with creatives which is communication and communication always is the number one thing in professional wrestling or in any business. I feel no matter what it is, especially you in sports media, like communication is key and you want to stay up on things. So it's in the know what's going on. What is my character doing? And what is the story in the end that we want to go to? And this is one of those things where I'm just having a lot of fun with it. And it's been so great with D'Lo Matt Stryker on commentary, just kind of getting there. Like, they always ask me questions of like, oh, how can I say this? I'm like, just say what you want to say. However you feel off of me, we can like, hey, I like this. This sounds good. And it's it's pretty much the same way back and forth. Like if creative said, hey, we like this and this, but we didn't like this. Okay, cool. So when commentary says a certain thing, I like that. Like, ooh, okay, cool. And I'll kind of follow on Twitter and to all the Twitter people out there, I, I read everything. Just because, why not? We're a business. Everybody yeah. is their own business and you're a product. And you're trying to put something out there. I want to know what works and what doesn't work. And that's, for me right now, is a lot of fun where I get to just toy with things. And I have a lot of leverage, I feel. Or at least I have a strength on my end. You're having all this talent that's coming out of NXT and WWE now that's going elsewhere. Everybody knows what they can do. Nobody knows what I can do. And that's, I, to me, the biggest strength I have is the unknown. And it's the fun part because now I can go do whatever the hell I want to do. That's one of the most fascinating things about you is that you were in NXT for so long, but they didn't exactly have you doing media nonstop. So we didn't, we didn't hear from you during that period. We didn't hear from the guy behind uh, Steve Cutler. We didn't, we didn't hear from that. Now we're, we're seeing it unfold. We're seeing a lot of your vision unfold as well. I remember seeing your vignette. Uh, when you were a free agent, I was like, man, this is rad. And then they picked it up for impact. How did that process come about? Did you create that with impact in mind or did they say, we like this, let's use it? No. So when I left the company, obviously when I got let go, I was like, all right, cool. Let's hit the ground running. I have this idea and I wanted to get it out there. And I had my vignettes. I had it written out of what I wanted to do. Uh, one of my good friends in the VA used to work with um, NASCAR and did a lot of production with them. So he's like, Hey, just, let me come shoot it. We'll fly down the weekend. We can make weekend out of it. And Tanner has been nothing but a help to me because it's just helped me envision it. He kind of gets what I want to do. And of course, Deanna helped me as well, like kind of narrowing down my verbiage because she knows I love to just talk. 
which surprisingly nobody knows that, but I love just talking. I love just talking the business. Sure. And um, when it came about doing the vignettes, it was an investment on my end out of pocket. It was such a fun time because it's allowing people to see something I had in me that I wanted to give people and show people. And they couldn't, I was just never allowed that opportunity. And it's okay. Like it's going to happen in the business, no matter what. And that's why I love now from day one, once I got let go, all right, cool. It's all on me now. Like there's nobody to tell me no anymore. It's on me. And if they tell me no, it's like, okay, cool. I'll go elsewhere or I'll try it somewhere here until I get told yes, or I get told no again. And I keep pushing for it. And uh, it's just, uh, God, it, it was awesome. It was a lot of fun to get it together. And then once I went to Impact and they told me they wanted to bring me in when I got signed, uh, they said, hey, we're going to come in and kind of shoot similar vignettes. Okay, cool. And then once I got there, Jimmy Jacobs and um, uh, just creative everybody there and Scott Moore uh, just kind of were like, you know what? We're just going to use what you have. Like, we're just kind of going to change the the audio and the background for the songs just because of copyright deal. And, but yeah. we're going to go with what you have. I'm like, Oh, that is awesome. Perfect. Yes. Thank you. But that was just more of a compliment for the work that I put into myself. And I, that's I the one that's thing. So cool. I think that's, that's gotta be like the, the most reassuring thing that a vision that yeah. you and somebody you knew had was good enough for this company that just signed you. Like, yeah. that's gotta feel great. And it was one of those things like from being a little kid playing with his wrestling figures and, setting up a TV with no mercy or WrestleMania 2000 to do entrance videos and have a vision from there to now being me and putting a vision that I have for myself out there. And it was a lot of fun. And, uh, it was, it was just really cool. And it was really like, it was one of those things where all right, cool. Let's, let's fucking go. Like as sorry to be very blunt with it, but all right, cool. It's one of those things where all right, cool. Well, here we go. We're going to get the wheels working. And then of course, like it was weird to debut without any audience uh, it was very, very weird. And here I am trying to toy a new character. Do I be serious? Do I be this? Like, how do I want to come out and be seen? Uh, and like the first match I had was, I had a few get over matches uh, with squashes. And it was like, all right, first one, I didn't really say much. Second one, I talked a little bit. And then the third one, I was, all right, we're getting in the groove. And it was just getting that confidence back and having that fun again. And then once we got fans, uh, look, fans are the lifeblood of professional wrestling. And if people don't realize that through the COVID era, it really is a difference. So I know you had done some stuff with Beyond and Monster Factory. Yeah. In in the meantime, were you like testing out anything there being like, is any of this going to work in front of people? So Beyond, I actually wrestled the night that my first vignette aired on Impact. So mm-hmm. it kind of worked where uh, they had their IWTV uh, independent. However, the streaming service went, I think it's IWTV that Beyond does it on. But um, it was really cool to kind of first have a moment of Twitter engagement, like for my name, yeah. to where here I am working uh, two matches at Beyond back to back, and then I'm having a, a vignette air for Impact. So it was kind of cool how it all worked out, and it just magically fell into place. And for me, that was the first time working in front of a live crowd since NXT days, before we got called up. And when I went out, I'm like, all right, I don't know how am I going to do this entrance? Like, how, how am I going to feel? And as soon as I saw people, like I kind of was kind of like teary eyed behind my eyes, but kind of, I just instantly saw people. I'm like, let's fucking, I just fired up. Yeah. Well, the fucking, like it was just a cool feeling. And that's just, what's the best thing. Like I said, it's the lifeblood of pro wrestling. It's the fans and how you feed off of them and what works, what doesn't work and who's going to like you or what, 
And it's just, that's my favorite part of wrestling. So how far in did you speak with Impact about coming in? Obviously, you had a pretty good in there with Deanna Perrazzo. Uh, but yeah. I, from what I understand, you had been around at tapings even before, right? Like, I'm sure that like you had you had met plenty of people. You had established connections yourself. How far after your release did, did they speak with you about coming in? Uh, it was literally the day that my contract was ending with WWE. I got the call that I was getting signed with Impact. And my conversations with them were through D-Lo, uh, with Tommy Dreamer. But, like, with Tommy Dreamer, it was funny because I had talked about it on his podcast. And um, when I went there originally, it was for one of Deanna's matches that she had. Uh, I want to say it was Bound for Glory last year. Yeah. Um, and I went for the match just to hang out. And I was not doing anything on TV and WWE. So I'm like, I need to get away from Florida. Let me come with you. And she brought me with her. And I just kind of sat and talked. And Dreamer and I talked football. Didn't talk anything wrestling. We just talked football. And then after that, I went back again. And then that's kind of when the conversations happened with me and D'Lo. And he was like, so it was kind of funny to me because I've been on college visits for high school football when I was in high school. And like, they try to tell you like, oh, we can't technically talk to you. But exactly. when is this date happening? So it's like one of those NCAA things. And it was just kind of fun to do uh, how it all worked out. And I'm just, I'm very grateful where I'm at and how it all happened. Impact is such an amazing place. Um, I don't know. I know people have talked about it, how creatively freedom that you have there is just, it's a lot of fun. And anything you throw at them ideas wise, if they throw it back at you in a different way, it's just very good communication. And that's the number one thing is communication. So had they established early on you'd be a part of the X Division? And how did you feel about that? Because Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Quite honestly, most people, when they think of, of your work, don't exactly scream out, oh, he'll be in the X Division. But no. the the proof is in the pudding. The results have been great. I've I've compared it. I've said it's like if Rhino in his prime was put in the X Division. Like it's it's that aggression and that that just a hundred and ten miles an hour with a purpose type of thing that I, I really like. Did you know like early on you'd be in the X Division? No. So originally when I was getting signed was before Slammiversary and I was told, hey, we want to bring you as a tag team. Like, okay, well, I have a partner who just got let go as well. Yeah. And that's kind of how it worked out with Wesley Blake. Uh, well, Weston Blake now. Um, but uh, it was kind of working that way. They said, okay, cool. And then maybe about a week later, they said, hey, we want to bring you in before Slammiversary, get the vignettes going. We're going to bring in signals. Like, okay, cool. And then Blake and I sat down, we had a conversation we're obviously at crossroads in our careers, but I was like, I need to do the singles thing. I've never done it on my own. Mm -hmm. I've tried. It never worked uh, in, uh, with NXT at that time. 
just because of the influx. That's why we became a tag team. But the influx of talent there, that's just how it worked. You just find a way to get on TV. So now here I am riding a roller coaster. And since it started, I've, I'm, I'm having so much fun, especially the X Division, uh, just because it's such a class of clash of uh, styles. And I know I've said it before, too. It's like a Samoa Joe, AJ Styles. You have Christopher Daniels, the Sabins. You have all the names that have been throughout X Division. And, like, that's what the X Division is in Impact Wrestling. It is just a clash of styles. And I think that's the one thing that I bring to the X Division is that that middle marker of, like, I can do this and I can do that, but you have to ma- match me in the middle because I'm going to kick the shit out of you. So you you've been wrestling a long time, and, and I even went back and looked at this. Before you left WWE, you had no one-on-one matches in 2021 or 2020. You had one in 2019, two in 2018, and then in 2017 you had done all kinds of work. So, I mean, a guy that's wrestled as long as you have, I'm sure everything's pretty well second nature, but you had like three singles matches over the course of about four years. What type of adjustment was that for you? Because you had become a bit of a tag team specialist in WWE. It's once you start taking some type of offense on you and you're in the defense, you're not looking at the corner anymore for your tag partner. And that's where the psychology comes into play in pro wrestling. Like something happens to you, you're looking for your partner. Like that's why your partner's there. That's why the tag team partner is there. You're, you're there to help each other, uh, whether it's baby face or heel. And um, it's been fun for me. It's let me up my cardio. And now it's letting me show my work rate as well, which I've known all along on my just not to just it, not an ego thing, but it's just like, I've known my worth and I've just yeah. always wanted to work. And that's, I think the one thing Blake and I had at that time was we just wanted to work and show who we can do and what we were capable of. And just weren't given that opportunity. And now here I'm handing an opportunity by impact and I'm trying to give every bit of me to whenever you see me go out there, I'm giving you everything I have. And I know D'Lo and has said it before, like I'm very reckless with the way I use my body, but my body is a weapon. Like I'm not a high flyer, but I know I can do some certain things and I'm going to use my body to a certain aspect within the X division. And uh, that's been the fun part too in the X division. Yeah. It's dude. It's been so much fun. You and I chat here, Aaron, you and I sidebar every now and then. I'm just having a blast in pro wrestling right now. And there's stuff that, fits with the X division, like that tackle through the ropes upside down. Oh my God. Like I saw that. And yeah. I was like, that's, that's vicious. Now, so that's, I give like, I give kudos to my op- opponent coming uh, January 8th at hard to kill uh, with Trey. He's a very, he's such a good talent. He's a, he's one of those guys in the ring that can do anything. And I think our styles clash very well. Yes. And well, not clash mesh very well. I should say as, as more of a word, um we just we get it we get each other we don't have to really talk much we just kind of it's a very yin yin and yang and we just gel and he's one of those opponents that i've been in the ring with now i'm like all right cool i can work with him anywhere and it would be a good match and when you look at the styles and stuff there's not like as as a base so to speak there's nothing that he can do that you can't take care of him on and and vice versa and 
if if you're heaving him across the ring, he's going to make it look as spectacular as possible. I think that's that's the beauty of the X Division too, and that's why I always the X Division is what made me fall in love with TNA wrestling back in the day. Same, no, yeah, same. In 2005, 2006 time frame when I was exactly. getting out of high school, like that's when it blew up, and you're like, holy shit! And it like at that time, it reminded me of like the WCW Cruiserweight division during the Attitude Era, like when everybody at the Monday Night Wars. Mm-hmm. Only time I tuned into WCW for Nitro was to watch the Cruiserweights, and then I would flip over to watch Austin yeah. an hour later. And, and I would love that about TNA because Samoa Joe would pop up in there. And when they ran Joe, Styles, and Daniels, I believe when that was the main event, I said, well, good. They're the three best there. And that's that's what I've always loved about the X Division. You and Trey have had this this feud going on effectively since July when you all had that double count out on BTI. And then you haven't gotten him one-on-one since then until now. So there was a bit of a break between the matches, like like a little period. It seems like, from the outside looking in, me as a viewer, double count out back in July, you all had to know that this was eventually building to this moment. Was that always a plan, or was it like a happy accident? We went into that match, one in the office, to know this is a match you need to do somewhere down the road. I knew my talents. He knew his talents. And it was one of those things where once we got done, we were like, holy shit, this was awesome. And it was simple. That's the fun. Like it was simple and it was so easy to put together. And we had other ideas and we took them away and we made it a sit. We just dumped it down a little bit. And they said, well, we got to keep you strong. We got to keep him strong. And we don't know where everything's kind of going yet. So how do we make this work? We're like, all right, well, and Davari was a big, uh, part at that time when he was a producer there so the, he came up with the idea of uh doing the double count out the way we did because we had a different idea i forgot what we had but his idea was better pretty much as well <laughs> it just worked better like, oh okay cool that actually makes sense thank you and that's where a producer comes in hand and like people think producers squash a match or make it this because we all no it's just they're there to help you go to your producer for help and for camera shots and it was one of those things where it just worked and trey and i got done i'm like this is simple pro wrestling and I think that's the one thing missing a lot of times now. And I think a lot of people are starting to see that, though, is pro wrestling is coming back. It's not the entertainment aspect. It's dumbing it down. You're not killing each other every night, and you're building to something bigger. That's It's that story you tell. It, this specific match reminded me uh, – I'll never forget it. It was like – I, I want to say, gosh, it was, it was ahead of WrestleMania 96. I think it was March. Savio Vega and Steve Austin, they went in cold, and they beat the living shit out of each other in a double countout. And then the double count didn't stop them. They still wanted to fight after that. And I was yeah. like, I want him to still fight after that too. Like I want him to keep fighting and you guys have, but there have been other dance partners. I don't want to say in the way, cause it's added to the match a lot, but it's very clear that you two specifically want to beat the shit out of each other. Despite, despite Phantasma or Laredo kid being present. And there there's, things that keep getting in the way of you all specifically going at it. And now that, that those other elements are removed as fun as they may be, this, this has been a great build. I think like at what point did you know they're going to go to this? They have to, they have no other choice. Uh, that's again, communication and knowing, and I'm not giving away all the secrets, but sure. I kind of know at a time where we're kind of going. And I asked like, where we're going so that, when we do these matches in the buildup or how I am with someone else in a ring, whether they're Laredo kid, I'm like, all right, cool. How can I think down the line of where the story's going? And that's the one thing I've been wanting to sink my teeth into for so long. And I finally have that opportunity now. 
And it's, again, so much fun for me. But, like, at the same time, I hate that we're not a weekly TV basis. We're so many weeks out. So here I am sitting. I'm, all right, what's happening this week? I have to hit up, like, creative. I'm, all right, what's airing this week? Just to make sure so I can tweet this or, like, kind of not play along, but, like, technically play along, but just kind of go along with the storyline. And that's the one thing I base off everything is telling that good story for the fans to sink their teeth into. And whether we steal the show at hard to kill, but because the card is from top to bottom insane and it's all right, shit. Now it's just making everybody up their game even more. And it's like, all right, here we go. Now it's like, all right, now where are we on the card? Where are we going to be? How much time do we have? All right. How, what can like, what is the story we're going to try to tell whether this is the finish or we're going somewhere else. And that's the fun part. We've got uh, a couple of reader questions. I want to change pace before we, we got to wrap up. Yeah, but no worries. I've got one from a Danny Cage that says, what was more difficult for you, your military training or getting Danny Cage his watch back that he left in Orlando because he was tremendously hungover and about to miss his flight? I think I just ribbed him keeping his watch the whole time, so obviously military training. And then we have one from a Diana P that says, why are you deaf? Why am I deaf? Because I went to war. That's her reason. <laughs> Gosh. Anytime we have, uh, we have some time uh, in the house and I'm kind of hard of hearing. I am very hard of hearing and uh, I am going deaf slowly. But uh, tinnitus is pretty good on my end. She's just like, oh, I'm deaf because I went to war. That's your excuse. Oh. I'm like, yeah, appreciate it. Oh my God. That's like when people will go, what happened to the man bun, Sean? I'm like, I'm sorry. I donated it to cancer. Like, like what, yeah, what you- I had a, uh, what was it? Um, you know, during my early NXT days when Bill DeMott was still there, I pitched a name for uh, Mike Dalton. And at that time, Tyler Breeze was that name. Yeah. And, uh, he goes, Oh, you don't know the product. I'm like, sorry, I was in Afghanistan. And he instantly was just like, Oh, Amazing. So it was one of those moments where he, he I instantly gave it back to him, and he kind of knew that from there on out. So it was one of those good good stories from back then. So as we as we mentioned, we mentioned Deanna's name. She told me you were on the scene of the farm fight. Yes, that please, was so. Please I share would, me nothing, share with me that experience. <laughs> it was cool because like Nikki's or Mickey's house was great. Uh, I got to meet Nick there and her son as well, and then see the house and the horses on the ranch, and it was cool to just kind of watch how jimmy's vision like it was funny to watch jimmy because he's very much like a hunter kind of guy yes like very similar and watching him envision and he's over here doing this and showing this and they're coming up with their own ideas of how they do it i'm sitting there this is awesome and then here comes diana wearing freaking white t-shirt and white shoes and i'm just like what are you uh i'm like we're going to a farm but okay uh, but it was a good time. It was cool to watch. I love watching behind the scenes. Like that's the fun part of wrestling. Yeah. It allows your creative mind. Like, okay, cool. If I'm put in this situation, it's a learning experience. I'm putting that experience. Like, so you, you figure it out. And I, I like the white. It's almost like she knew she was getting color, <laughs> but it was mud. I love that. Yeah. Is it that or horse shit? Oh my God. Impact hard to kill January 8th. Steve Macklin. We're going to have to talk again soon. Yes. Uh, thank you so much for the time. No, thank you for having me. And guys, uh, if you want to check me out, Instagram, Steve Macklin, Twitter as well, Pro Wrestling Tees, Steve Macklin Store, and Impact Shop as well. So, yeah. Check it out, guys. We will have a post show after Hard to Kill. Until next time, guys, we're out.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.